You're listening to the Achieving DevOps Podcast. I'm Dave Harrison. Join us as we talk about delivering software reliably and at a higher velocity. Hi, everyone. So this is part two. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Harrison. three-part discussion with a good friend I of mine, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about habits. Uh, he's a senior product developer very nice advocate time to, uh, at Microsoft. To reflect a little bit. Because a lot of times we set ourselves uh, up for failure. So I wanted to mention um, kind of a personal story. About a year and a half ago or so, uh, November 2017, I went into the doctor, and uh, it turns out I, I had type 2 diabetes. Uh, this was shocking. It, it kind of kind of came out of nowhere and um, of course I was panicked and I felt quite guilty uh, diabetes is something that we we do to ourselves with our lifestyle so I knew I needed to change my lifestyle but the problem was how um, two books um, stick out quite a bit and they really helped me in creating lasting change and that's what I wanted to share with you um, first first off that the point is that oftentimes we do these New Year's resolutions, like the one that I had. I want to change my lifestyle. Well, okay, so I want to lose 30 pounds in three months, right? An aggressive change. And we make these New Year's Day resolutions, and within a couple weeks or maybe a month, I mean, how long do these resolutions really last, right? We're right back to where we started. Um, we failed once again. Why is that? Well, is it possible that our, our minds are kind of setting our, our body up for failure? We've tried really too much change too fast. Something is going to come up um, and it's gonna disrupt our uh, our goal that we set. Um, we, we ate pizza and drank beer, you know, all weekend pretty much. We're right back to ground zero. We get discouraged and, and we quit. Um, the problem was thinking in terms of outcomes is an anti-pattern. If we think I want to lose 30 pounds, we're not really allowing for failure there. And it's such an aggressive, big goal. It's something that, frankly, the odds of failure are, are quite high with that. So that, that chemical energy it requires to create change, that big J you're seeing there on the screen, uh, it's, it's, it's a big thing to overcome and it's risky. What's a better way of going about this? Um, well, when we're talking about creating change, perhaps it might be easier for us to think maybe in terms of little steps, little changes instead of big ones. So for example, in that those books that I mentioned, uh, Tiny Habits, for example, Dr. Fogg uh, from Stanford University, he said, maybe after every time I go to the bathroom, I'm gonna do one push-up. Well, that's very small and achievable, isn't it? It's simple, clear, and it's habit-oriented. So by doing that one push-up, every time he goes to the bathroom, maybe after a month or so, he steps it up doing a couple push-ups. After a year, though, where is he going to be? Maybe he'll be doing 50 push-ups a day, which was the case. And he's uh, significantly stronger because of that one positive habit. So in my book, this is covered on, on page 70. Um, but I, I had a friend that was kind of in a similar position. He was told by a doctor, you have to change your lifestyle or you will be dead in 10 years. So he went home and sat and thought about it. And he, he got on a, a bike and did something he liked. He just rode for a couple miles around his neighborhood, three miles. That took only about 15 minutes. And then after a month or two, he stepped it up a little bit, maybe a little more. 
he joined a group, a biking group that could kind of support him. And three years later, he was doing 5,000 miles or so um, a year, quite a bit, and uh, had lost 30 pounds, was very healthy, and he had set himself up for success with small little habits. The same thing is true really with DevOps as far as like controlling the, the rate of, of change. Um, the saying in the military goes, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So for instance, walking into my gym, um, you'll notice that they have things like there's, uh, there's a list of people's names on the wall. Every time you're done with an exercise, you write down your name and then the time or the weight. Um, and that way you're, you're goal oriented over, uh, they always change up these exercises so you don't get too used to them. But after a couple months, you can see yourself starting to finish in faster time or lifting more weight. And you're proud of that. Um, so they focus on one thing at a time. You have to kind of know your, your limiting factor. So for me, for example, I had to focus on getting strong before I could focus on uh, getting lean. So uh, at the gym, I, I just focused on showing up consistently and building that one habit of going to the gym often. And I knew with myself personally, I'm never going to go to the gym um, if I don't hold myself accountable. So CrossFit says you sign up and uh, if at all, unless it's a rare exception, you should show up for those classes you, show, you uh, sign up for. And, and you make that visible. So those three things, one thing at a time, one small thing, kind of know your limiting factor and build a habit around that and making it visible. All three of those things applies very much to DevOps. Um, so looking at a, looking at a, a company and the, the flow of, of um, software development, what could that one thing look like? Perhaps uh, the problem is, the limiting factor is, well, ideas are taking too long. Uh, we've got a backlog of you know, months and we'll never get to these things. They just sit there, good ideas gathering dust. Okay, so perhaps you might want to think about hypothesis-driven design. We already know three quarters of the ideas we have are bad or have negative value. So how do we get a minimum viable product out sooner? And how, how do we build an experiment? How do we know that these new features are actually seeing usage by our customers? Uh, maybe the problem is in development. It's in architecture. You know, perhaps we have to look at microservices or something like that. Uh, maybe we're not using version control properly. Usually, though, what we see, and this is like DevOps has been summed up as being version control for everyone, especially operations. So maybe it's infrastructure as code, where our environments are templated out and roll out along with our, uh, our software releases. Um, also, although in the diagram we're showing QA and testing as being a fourth stage, what can we do to shift left? If we have a QA department, I had a friend tell me recently, uh, you know, the, the stronger I made my QA department, the worse I made the company. So if quality is just one team's job and we're hucking it over to the side, that is a definite anti-pattern. How do we build in more quality? How do we shift left on testing so that any new feature, any new bug fix, comes with a battery of unit tests that runs every time we do a build. Maybe we the problem is in releases. Our releases are consistently read. They fail all the time. Can we decouple somehow the release from turning on functionality using something like feature flags? And here's the big one that the SRE movement has exposed. 
you know, when something breaks, can we really recreate exactly what happened? Are we learning from our mistakes and our failures? Do we have a blameless postmortem process so that um, when mistakes are made, they're only made once? We're coming up with new and creative ways to break things, not the same old ones. And usually, it's funny, companies go very, very cheap when it comes to things like telemetry and monitoring. So it's very hard to recreate exactly what happened or get ahead of problems, like be aware of yellow state. That's along with um, dashboarding, telemetry and monitoring, that is like the secret sauce of DevOps. And oftentimes it's something that we, we ignore or push off. So just to kind of close, uh, close things up, what another thing that I found very powerful in, in my gym was that they have on the wall um, the list of, of the habits that they're looking for. And one of them is to be very careful about language. You're not allowed to say negative things either about yourself or the person next to you. So out of our thoughts comes our abilities or our liabilities. So if we say things like, I'm stuck in a rut, I never get ahead. I'm, I'm lazy or incompetent, technically. My boss hates me. Well, I can't because those DBAs are holding us up. That's very powerful language, isn't it? And it, it limits us. Instead, if we say things like, I love learning. Oh, I'm capable of anything. Every day, I, I do my best. Now, some days, maybe that's 20%. Some days, it's 80%. But I always give my best. I'm a great teammate. You know, in this one area, I can do this one thing to help improve things. That's very powerful, positive language. So out of this whole experience of kind of coming to grips with and accepting uh, my new limitations health-wise, I realized that anyone, anything is possible with enough practice and consistent effort. You can do anything. If you set yourself up for success, one small habit at a time. And I encourage you in, in your DevOps transformation, instead of making big promises, think small, engage with teams, ask them about what is hurting them and how you can help improve that one thing. And always be careful about your language um, and, and using positive reinforcement. We are trying to turn those vicious negative cycles and the, the waste that we see when handoffs, we're trying to eliminate that and smooth things out. And that's only done with positivity and the belief that, again, anything is possible, changing one small habit at a time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you found any of this helpful, please share it with your friends and coworkers. And we would love your five-star reviews. See you next time.